In the vast world of health and fitness, it's not uncommon to hear about or work with holistic health coaches who take a more objective look at assessing health through various forms of functional diagnostic testing. But where does functional medicine and functional diagnostic testing converge? And how is this different than the conventional medical approach? Is it better? And should it be trusted? That's for you to decide as we discuss the nuances of functional diagnostic nutrition in this episode of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show. Welcome to the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show, where each week you'll hear the real-world experiences, life lessons, and guided principles that every highly driven man needs to master, their health, productivity, and relationships by sharing conversations with the world's most successful people in fitness, nutrition, supplementation, and mindset. Meet your host, Benjamin Brown. He is a fitness and nutrition expert, consultant to Fortune 500 companies and world championship sports teams, a husband and father of three, and has been helping men transform their physiques, optimize their energy, and own their fatherly mission since 2005. Thank you for joining us today, and without further ado, let's jump right in. In a world that is plagued by chronic disease, we've realized that we can't medicate or cut our way out of a lifestyle and environmentally induced epidemic. Note that I said lifestyle induced. It is my opinion that much of what plagues us, we have created within ourselves, be it physical, mental, and or emotional, and certainly not intentionally, but as a product of the poisonous environment we live in, the food we consume, and people we surround ourselves with. In order to heal, we need to change all of these environmental factors. Yet, Sometimes getting a better idea of exactly what plagues us physiologically can be a motivating driver to know what and how to move forward. Enter functional diagnostic nutrition, an alternative way of objectively assessing health or dis-ease and a methodology to treat the root cause of illness using various components of diagnostic testing, lifestyle modification, nutritional intervention, supplementation, and stress management. Today, I interview Brendan Vermeyer, a functional medicine consultant and holistic health practitioner specializing in complex chronic illness. After being exposed to the power of functional lab testing in the start of his career, he began intensely pursuing that as a career path, which has led him to being the current director of the Association of Functional Diagnostic Nutrition Practitioners, the owner and founder of the premier virtual integrative health clinic, metabolic solutions, and a clinical educator for biobotanical research. In today's episode, we talk about some of the nuances of functional diagnostic nutrition, when, if, and how it can be responsibly used, and what other factors are necessary to help promote healing and long-term health, including physical activity, social and emotional support, and healthier eating habits. As always, if you love what you hear on this show, then do me a favor and subscribe, leave a positive rating and review, and share this episode with a friend or loved one whom you think could benefit. And hey, if you want to talk about working with me personally, I'd love to chat. Just schedule your free nutrition strategy call over at bslnutrition.com forward slash level up. Okay, here we go. Brendan Vermeyer, welcome to the Smart Nutrition Made Simple show. What's up, brother? Hey, man. I'm, I'm really glad to be here. I'm excited to meet with you. I've heard lots of good things, and uh, I always like talking to like-minded professionals and just seeing where the convo goes, and hopefully we can 
help some people and educate the masses, you know? So thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I've been looking forward to this for a long time and, and similarly heard lots of good things and you're doing a good job in the industry. So I'm excited to be able to share your wisdom with our listeners. Uh, so listen, man, what, uh, what's going on with you right now? What are you working on? Ah, what am I not working on? (laughs) Well, I have like, I don't know, three, four jobs. I don't even know. I juggle a lot of hats. I do a lot of work for functional diagnostic nutrition. I'm the director of our alumni group. I'm a clinical advisor, course mentor. Then I've got, you know, my business, Metabolic Solutions, my podcast, Holistic Savage Podcast, which we'll have to get you on, man. Sweet. Um, And then also I'm leading a clinical research project with biobotanical research right now. So I'm kind of doing a lot of things, but that's where it's just all part of this big thing that is holistic health and, you know, teaching people the greatest medicine of all, which uh, I think the greatest medicine is teach people how not to need it. (laughs) So yeah, uh, just that's my purpose. And I'm just busting my butt every day. And uh, fortunately, I, I've got Caitlin who helps me make it all happen. <laughs> That's great. And, and Caitlin yeah. is uh, a, a wonderful uh, young lady who uh, used to help me out with training and nutrition with clients. And so I'm glad that you two have connected. She's, yeah. she's amazing. Um, totally. So you, a lot of what you're doing right now is rooted in the field of functional medicine. And mm-hmm. as you said, functional diagnostic nutrition. So maybe you could just give us a, a quick insight into like, what is functional diagnostic nutrition? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Well, so just quick synopsis, you know, I started my career as a trainer and nutritionist. Uh, my very first nutrition certification was precision nutrition. Nice. And, you know, as I explored and progressed, I really found myself more drawn to, uh, you know, metabolic biochemistry and physiology rather than like kinesiology mm-hmm. or biomechanics. Like, you know, joint mechanics, corrective exercise, that stuff just, yes, I love it, but it's not my thing. I was more attracted to the physiology, biochemistry, and how can we, you know, really uh, work smarter, not harder, and maximize our metabolic health or metabolic performance. So that precision nutrition kind of led to uh, more like metabolic effect or biosignature. You know, I got really big into um, and I just kept kind of pulling that thread and that led me to functional diagnosis. Oh, so you, you did the, the biosignature with Charles Poliquin? You know, I never went through the certification, but I worked out of a studio where all of my colleagues were. So they literally gave me all the material and I literally have my... Was this in Kansas? Calipers right here. Nice. Um, yeah, here in Kansas City, there's kind of a little hub and, you know, probably like 10 different biosignature practitioners in the area. Yeah. That was, I always thought BioSig was such a great kind of segue of a tool that, you know, trainers and health professionals can use to kind of start getting a little bit more insight without going into the lab testing. Actual lab testing. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's definitely, it definitely, I mean, it's somewhat rooted in in bro science, Mm -hmm. but it does offer you somewhat of a bridge and a look into if you understand hormones, then it makes sense. Right. And so for those of you listening, biosignature is a way of measuring body fat that gives you uh, sort of an inkling into based on how people are storing their body fat. So if they're storing more body fat around their midsection and their belly button, their umbilicus, their superiliac, their love handles, likely it's more of a blood sugar related storage pattern, more of a cortisol, you know, stress hormone storage pattern, and, and so on and so forth with estrogens and androgens. And, and so it does offer a bit more of a scientific approach to measuring body fat. Mm-hmm. At least it's more objective. 
So I do appreciate that. And so that kind of starting to, to test the waters with those types of methodologies then mm-hmm. kind of led you deeper down the rabbit hole into actually, okay, how do I effectively start to test people? Yeah. Well, and so I, um, the, the corporation that I started my career with, uh, you know, I was 18, 19 years old and they had a lab test program. So I very early on got exposed to a more objective science-based methodology with health and fitness. And so I just became obsessed with that. So I was actually working full time as a trainer and nutritionist uh, while going to school full time. And I had the intention of getting some kind of medical license because I Mm -hmm. I knew what I wanted to do basically was run lab testing and help people reach optimal health. And that really, I guess you could say is functional medicine or I thought it was. And I really just found, you know, they don't teach functional medicine in university. And, you know, I I worked with plenty of dietitians and I think the the best thing I could have done would have been naturopathic. But jumping through all the the hoops that is undergrad and, oh, let me study philosophy and I was working full time and I really just didn't have the patience or tolerance to study stuff that wasn't relevant. So I ended up dropping out of school and just focusing on expanding my uh, education outside of the university model. So that's, you know, I went through precision nutrition level two, metabolic effect level three, Right. Uh, did all these different functional medicine certs. And of course, eventually I ran into functional diagnostic nutrition, which is really a I guess the easiest way to describe it is basically holistic health coaches that use lab testing to guide the program. So it is very objective. And when I first discovered it, I really thought functional diagnostic nutrition and functional medicine were basically the exact same thing. But now that I am very well established in the functional medicine industry, I can really tell you that functional medicine is an unmonopolized paradigm. And there's a lot of inconsistency. Like functional medicine is kind of this a very mysterious term that kind of like anything goes. It's just like, well, as long as it's holistic, it's, you know, more preventative, more proactive, it's root cause, it's, uh, you know, but really like, whereas FDN practitioners, the majority of them are unlicensed. You know, we are starting to get more licensed medical professionals coming to our community because they don't want to be on the allopathic, reactive, reductionistic, conventional side, which, hey, not bashing that we need it absolutely but in a world that is plagued by chronic disease which chronic disease is fueled by lifestyle and environmental dysfunction ultimately you can't medicate and cut your way out of a lifestyle and environmental induced epidemic so that's where this whole functional paradigm and you know let's use the objective lab testing to identify those healing opportunities within the body and to me as a as a younger professional i was always objective data minded because to me it doesn't make any sense how the hell can i possibly guide a client to their health goals without having objective data you know so i always kind of like death to bro science like let's use real science and here we are 10 years later so as the name implies functional diagnostic nutrition so what exactly are you testing just so people are clear when when someone comes to a, a fdn practitioner it's like what are they looking for that they're not getting otherwise in the Mm -hmm. medical community? Great question. So there's different curriculums we have, you know, in the FDN community, we have our level one curriculum. That's like your, your basic training, your boot camp. you're going to learn five of the basic standard foundational functional lab tests. So we're looking at those five lab tests. We've got a salivary HPA and steroid hormone profile. So we're, you know, looking in the spit 
for cortisol and estradiol and stress hormones, melatonin. Yeah. Totally get a feel for their uh, hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis function, aka you know their stress response system. Uh, then we're looking. So we have an acronym actually hidden, which stands for hormone, immune, uh, digestion, detoxification, energy production, and nervous system. So we always like to say we're looking for those hidden stressors within those particular systems. So we have, you know, the five fundamentals, including the uh, HPA profile, a uh, metabolic panel looking at liver function, uh, uh, detox, uh, digestion. We have a food sensitivity panel, so on and so forth. And then once you graduate from the level one curriculum, well, then we have our AFDNP group, which I'm the director of, and it's kind of our alumni. And we have our advanced courses. So I actually am finishing up right now a advanced course on organic acid testing and that's part of our level two curriculum so you know it's it's just we have to keep in mind lab tests are just tools you know they're just tools that we can use to gain insight into this individual's uh unique metabolism and metabolic machinery so we can have a more educated and sophisticated health coaching program so within those tests as far as I understand it, it seems that oftentimes what we're looking for is basically hidden stressors, right? Mm-hmm. We've got all of these experiences, physical, mental, emotional, that we undergo on a daily basis, right? That affect our mm-hmm. body uh, mm-hmm. in positive and negative ways. And but we're not, from what I've observed in the functional medicine community, it gives us an opportunity to look a little bit deeper from a, a, a physiological standpoint as to how the body's being stressed, whether, you know, we look at what's going on exactly with the stress hormones and mm-hmm. relationship between the brain and the, and the hormones and um, you know, what's going on with the digestive system and the, the actual integrity of the, the, the gut lining, right. Mm-hmm. Or what's going mm-hmm. on with digestion or what's going on with parasites or things that could be potentially stressing the body from the inside out. So kind of how are you utilizing those tests or how are clinicians utilizing those tests in practice with people? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, a good example would be like you uh, have all this, you know, abdominal pain and gas and bloating and, uh, you know, maybe you even have some blood in your stool and, you know, you go to the gastroenterologist and maybe they do a colonoscopy and maybe your primary care physician does just a basic blood chem panel, you know, CMP, CBC, lipid panel, all of this. And then what do you get out of that? Well, ultimately, uh, it depends. You know, maybe you get a diagnosis of your of irritable bowel syndrome or irritable bowel disease, um, you know, but you, you might also hear, well, your blood work looks normal. We didn't see any ulceration. We didn't see any da-da-da-da-da. Or even if they do, you know, what's going to be the treatment? Like, oh, well, here's, you know, you have an irritable bowel disease. So then we have to treat you with anti-inflammatory steroids but never are they actually looking for, well, why do you have this right. rampant inflammation of your GI tract? So that's where, as functional practitioners, we're really looking into the causes of the inflammation. What is that root cause? So maybe they have just uh, imbalance of good and bad bacteria, dysbiosis, or they have a, you know, a C. diff infection. So a lot of times with my clients, I'm catching the actual cause that drives the pathophysiology, so whereas medical doctors are really looking to assess the degree of pathophysiology and treat the disease progression, we're actually looking for, well, what caused it in the first place? Mm -hmm. What can we do to remove that stressor? So if it was caused by, let's say, a bacterial infection, all right, well, what can we do to get rid of that bacterial infection? And, you know, are antibiotics always the best answer? 
maybe not because it destroys your microbiome and sets you up for further dysfunction and infection later on. So we really believe in more of a holistic educational model. You know, if you don't have a medical license, you can't provide medical treatment and that's not what we're doing. We're really teaching our clients, here are the factors that are stressing your body and here's what you can do with your environment, your lifestyle, intelligent supplementation, or at the very least, knowing what you should go talk to your doctor about. Yeah. I like that. That makes a lot of sense. So obviously from a diagnostic standpoint, you're covering all of those bases and potentially able to look a little bit deeper, as we said. Now, how does your practice, now we can go beyond FDN here and and Mm -hmm. just talk in general about your practice. So how does it supersede the diagnostic component? So what else do we need to be looking at when we're talking about actual healing? Because as you and I both know, it goes well beyond just a diagnostic, just a protocol-based, supplemental-based even or medicinal based standpoint into, okay, what are the nutritional components, the lifestyle components, mindset, Mm -hmm. what have you, which direction do you tend to go there? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that's where like, yeah, FDN is a very specific methodology. Um, And I would say it really is the foundation of everything I do within my business model and practice, but I do take a very holistic approach where I always teach everybody. It's like, Hey, like the, the, the pillars of my brand holistic savage is functional medicine, functional fitness, functional spirituality, and functional psychology. You know, I really don't think we can reach optimal health of the mind, body, and or soul without working through all four of those pillars. So whereas functional medicine or functional diagnostic nutrition, that's a very specific, let's identify these hidden stressors that are messing up your body. But, you know, one thing that I uh, plan now that I am well established in the functional medicine world, I plan on speaking up way more about the lack of functional fitness in functional medicine. I go to all these conferences and I get to lecture in front of doctors and yeah, the information at these things are, are great, you know, cutting edge treatment strategies, but it's still a lot of functional medicine is still a little bit more reductionistic, sometimes a little bit too allopathic and you know, it's what bothers me. And that's where, again, functional medicine is a little bit different than functional diagnostic nutrition, because I just kind of see this pattern in the functional medicine industry of like, okay, so instead of running conventional diagnostic testing and using conventional drugs and surgery, well, now we're running functional testing, but we're still treating the test results with functional supplements. And exactly. it's like, how is that really any different or exactly. any better? And you know, I am a very spiritual dude. And so that's where the psycho-emotional, the spiritual, the psychological uh, component, I, I, my specialty within the functional medicine realm is really like bugs and detox would be the easiest way to say it. I just released my master course, mold microbes, methylation, and mm-hmm. just a lot of sciencey stuff. But ultimately though, these are much more complex clients. You know, these can be people that maybe they lived in a moldy home and now they're you know, bedridden in pain and the doctors have no idea what's causing any issues because they don't believe in mycotoxicosis. But with some of these more complex cases, and I see this all the time, functional medicine is a very easy paradigm to sell. That's, That's me playing devil's advocate, I guess, but it's very easy to sell somebody on the notion of, oh yeah, I'll have all the answers. I just need to run some functional lab tests. And then, you know, we just treat these root causes, poof, 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 Uh, you know, blissful health comes back within a few months after a three to six month protocol. And it's like, no. Uh, So what I always say, gut health is a lifestyle, not a protocol. Detoxification is a lifestyle, not a protocol. 
And ultimately, it all starts with the brain game, the mental outlook, the psycho-emotional, you know, uh, so we have to really start with the, our belief system. What's the story? Because I see a lot of these more complex cases, if all they're doing is neurotically trying to follow the protocol that their functional medicine physician concocted based on their education base, they don't get better. That's you right. know, because they're not doing anything for the mind, body, soul. It's just, well, let me take all my pills and, and it doesn't work that way. And create a whole nother layer of stress around yes. neurotically taking the pills and following yes. the protocols and the, the, the said diet that they're on yep. to help them heal their gut when it, it does nothing to help them, one, create new habits around their real yes. world life. Yeah. Uh, and put them in a position to succeed long term, as well as again address the 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 mental emotional issues around mm -hmm. why they're potentially sick in the first place. Yes, of course, there may be um, you know a mold or or a, a pathogen or something like that, but there's also the the mindset around it. Mm -hmm. Exactly, and that's that's where you know chronic disease epidemic, it's, it's not just a matter of, oh, we're just metabolically unhealthy. Uh, you look at the chronic disease epidemic, which includes a mental health epidemic. And I really look as like our psychological epidemic, our spiritual epidemic is equal in proportion. It's part of the chronic disease. So if all we're doing is trying to medicate and our cut, cut our way out of the chronic disease epidemic, or even if we are incorporating more root cause medicine, which it's kind of always what medicine was meant to be. You know, the, the word doctor is a Latin word that means to teach, but our healthcare system is not an educational system. It's an allopathic, we treat you with drugs and surgery so you don't die. That's a very different thing than helping people achieve self-actualization and, yeah. you know, nirvana on earth per se. Hey brother, are you struggling to find the energy to function at your best as a businessman, father, and husband? I want you to know you're not alone. And sadly, the conventional wisdom these days around healthy eating and exercise that has saturated the mainstream is flat out wrong. If you want to find the solution to optimizing your energy and body composition without restrictive dieting, soul-crushing workouts, or adding more to your already stressful and overflowing schedule so that you can finally function like the man you know Know you can be, then we need to chat. Are you ready to move from exhausted to energized by working smarter, not harder? Go ahead and schedule your free strategy call at www.bslnutrition.com forward slash level up. I'm looking forward to our conversation and enjoy the rest of the show. You know, one of the things I've observed within this whole functional medicine community, and, and I do think it's it's kind of trendy and a buzzword, but I do see how it has value. But one thing that I've observed within it is that for a lot of people, it can be a, a really great first step mm -hmm. to help move them into the journey that's going to be the healing process. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, we're, we're diagnostically identifying kind of some things that we know are going on physiologically or uh, that we need to work on but also it, it sort of offers a bit of motivation to help mm. jump into that realm of saying, yeah, we can, we can run these supplement and nutrition protocols, but understand, and this is where the clinician really comes in, is, is understand that this is an ongoing process. Yes. And we need to yeah. kind of rewind what's been going on with your life, maybe mm -hmm. since you were a child, 
yeah. mental, emotionally, as well as physiologically, what's been going on, help heal that gut, but also plug in the factors that you're going to need to implement day in and day out for the rest of your life. Like you said, I mean, it's just this ongoing process of, of how you're building out your daily routines and managing stress and implementing exercise and what's the right type of exercise for you and how are you, how are you identifying how much of a stressor it's creating in your body and your relationships and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. So I can absolutely appreciate that outlook on it. Now, what are we missing? You said you, you're kind of making it your mission to start to implement more from a fitness standpoint into this realm. What are we missing right now? There's too many gaps. There's there's too many gaps in, in the whole model. And, you know, I, I, I love functional medicine, so I'm certainly not trying to like rag on it. It's just certainly as its own thing, its own methodology, its own industry. A lot of clients that seek me out a lot of them are extremely educated as far as, you know, client, like a lot of my clients are more educated and knowledgeable than a lot of practitioners that I know. They're very mm-hmm. smart. And a lot of them have worked with a who's who, you know, I've had um, right. some clients that have worked with names that are way more like famous or, or, you know, better track records or longer track rec- records than me. And it's always very flattering of like, you've already worked with so-and-so and now you're coming to me. But I think that more speaks to the difficulty of the patients and clients. They don't know what they need. You know, they don't know what they need. And there's such a lack of consistency with the services that they, you know, are going to get. They go to this practitioner or doctor and they're, they're all about parasites. This person's all about methylation. This person's all about molecular mimicry and food sensitivity. And it's just like, well, but there, those are all just small puzzle pieces to a very big puzzle that is your metabolism, but then your metabolism is really just your physiological machinery that is just part of what runs your meat suit, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, what is this meat suit house? Well, you're, you're in the eternal and divine soul, your psyche, you know, psyche means soul. So we have to be, and that's where like, I really like the work of my good friend, Dr. Nicole, who's the holistic psychologist on, on Instagram or Dr. Joe Dispenza, where we have to yeah. be really you know, changing the neuroplasticity. So that's, that's why, yes, you know, functional medicine is kind of what people seek me out for. And I like to call myself your functional medicine bro. Cause you know, yeah, I came from the bro science world, but now I'm like, Hey, let me help you understand the paradigm that is functional medicine. And let me also show you how that's still just one piece of, well, we, whatever happened to movement as medicine, a lot of the fitness people are great about that. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, in the functional medicine world, not a ton of people in the functional medicine world are, are workout freaks. And I'm like, Ooh, um, let's move a little bit first. How do we treat mitochondrial dysfunction? Move your damn body. <laughs> you know? That's right. So we got to have all of it, the spirituality, the psychology, the movement, and, and yeah, you know, kind of the more functional root cause paradigm. And within the movement though, is there a specific, I don't know, is there a specific way that you would suggest like, we can kind of go general to specific, but like, what do people need to be doing? Like, what should people be doing if you're listening to this and maybe they're not currently doing anything? Like, what should they do? Yeah, well, you know, honestly, 90% of the equation is the the same non-sexy basic stuff that we all know and we don't practice. And that's where, you know, the the deeper I get into my career, the more it's like, you know, that good old fashioned precision nutrition behavior modification and one behavior at a time. Mm-hmm. 
well, yeah, ultimately our, our health is a direct reflection of our day-to-day behaviors, our day-to-day rituals and tasks. So, you know, when you look at uh, just human evolution, human species, the more that we get away from nature in a more organic, natural lifestyle, the sicker and unhappier we, we seem to get. One in six Americans are on some kind of antidepressant. One in six Americans. Now, sure, we could go into a three-hour lecture on, you know, the gut-brain connection and how your your mental issues are probably more gut-derived. But at the same time, like, yeah, I mean, we can fix your tummy. We can get your enterocytes grown back. We can improve the diversity of your microbiome. But if we're never doing anything to change your neuroplasticity and your subconscious conditioning that you're probably not even aware of because it's subconscious, Uh, you know, we're just going to miss the mark over and over. So that's where I believe in that holistic approach. So with, uh, you know, 90% of the equation, environment, lifestyle, you know, let's detox our environment, the amount of toxins we're exposed to is insane, or the basic sleep habits. Um, And what I love is the more you look at the the scientific literature, scientific evidence, more it kind of points back to common sense. So, you know, these days, the keto diet has become this very sensationalized kind of bandwagon thing and it has its place sure at the same time like how about we start by learning how to practice unconditional love for self and others and becoming aware you know our body is always trying to communicate you know what are emotions energy and motion you know we have to let this energy that's all we are we're a bunch of chemicals and elements and electricity and we're more bacteria than human we're more bacterial cells than human cells so we're we're a microbe on the face of this planet and we have to recognize our place and we have to recognize, you know, evolution of how did we get to where we are today and how can we undo this temporary chronic disease epidemic? That's really a new thing within the past hundred years, you know, with the modern society, but we got to move, we got to eat real food. We got to drink water. We got to have a sense of community. Mm -hmm. You know, if you look at cellular science uh, or, you know, having a sense of purpose increases longevity. There's plenty of scientific literature that supports that or loneliness is its own uh, predictive marker of all cause mortality, AKA the more lonely you are, the more likely you are to die young, you know? So I, I think we're so fixated on the external. Give me that perfect workout plan, Brendan. Give me that perfect diet. How many macros should I eat? What supplements should I take? Which brand is better? We're asking the wrong questions. We're all looking external when we need to start looking internal. Well, it's the dichotomy of just the, the media that we're exposed to on a daily basis. Totally. And, and thinking, and that's part of the functional medicine community, is, is we can get so myopic that it almost makes sense for us to want to dive in and find out like, okay, well, it can't just be that I'm not moving enough. It can't be that I'm just not drinking enough water. It can't be that my sleep routine is awful or that I'm extremely stressed out and I fucking hate my job. Mm-hmm. It has to be that there's probably a parasite or mold or something there. And maybe it's there. Fine. Yeah. But cool. it's, you know what? Your problems are not going to resolve unless you address some of those bigger yes. issues. And what I appreciate about what you were talking about earlier is I think that what people need to acknowledge is you or I don't have all the answers and what they have to do is learn for themselves what actually works for them and be very open to actually listening to their body. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, it's an educational process for them and understanding like, okay, I went and saw this doctor. Did I learn anything? Or if anything, did I learn what not to do? Mm -hmm. And same thing with this functional diagnostic practitioner is 
is we we assessed a whole bunch of different things and I've got all these protocols and I realized that a couple things work and a couple things don't, but what were some of the big picture things? Well, he said, move more, sleep more, stress less. Okay, do those seem to keep recurring mm-hmm. within my sort of health model? And if so, okay, at what point am I gonna actually identify those and start to fix those because those are going to supersede some of the internal issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like those are things that keep coming up uh, and, and are often overlooked mm-hmm. you know, within this myopic diagnostic culture. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, that's where, I don't know, I, I definitely was one of those weirdos. Like I just, I dove right into the rabbit hole, you know, and, and uh, I fell down that rabbit hole. I, I kept digging and digging and digging. And, and so, I've been intensely studying everything holistic health related, metabolic health related for, for a long time now. And so I would never expect, and that's the thing, like I really am very honored and, and uh, grateful for what people you know, say that I'm good at or whatever. But at the same time, I don't know how to change the oil in my car. I don't know mm-hmm. how to, I, I don't even cook for myself. So I am a very like one track minded human. So my point being, I would never expect the common lay person to know where to begin with any of this. And that's where everybody does need professional help. And honestly, it takes a team. You know, you probably need a corrective exercise and a chiropractor and a psychologist and a nutritionist and functional diagnostic practitioner and, you know, your medical doctor. Like it it takes all the above. And, you know, the, the functional medicine, holistic health, like it just, none of it has been monopolized. We don't have a healthcare system that includes an integrative model where, yeah, you can go see that psychologist and they're on the same page as your chiropractor and they're on the same page as your nutritionist. So it's just a very broken and you have to kind of cherry pick like what professionals and it makes it really hard for the consumer to know exactly what it is that they need to start moving in the right direction. And you know, you go through professional after professional. Well, I tried working with a hypnotherapist and I did a Reiki session and I did uh, acupuncture and I'm still not better. Oh, and you know, th- there is mold in the house. So that's where what got me really into the functional medicine stuff was, you know, I, we're almost kind of downplaying it to some degree, but at the same time, yeah, I mean, I can tell you from experience, like me learning that I was really gluten sensitive mm-hmm. or I was exposed to mold or I do have methylation genetic mutations or whatever, you know, these were some very key findings that helped me, uh, you know, overcome severe depression or ADHD or some of my health issues or so it is very real. And that's where I always say it's kind of the two sides of the same coin. You know, my health history, my health struggles was cognitive. I I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder and ADHD when I was 21. I was on a lot of medications. I worked with multiple counselors over the course of like five years. And you know what, like none of that was the problem though, when in reality, when I figured out, oh, actually I'm basically a celiac light or I'm horribly gluten intolerant. My gut health is really messed up. I have villus atrophy. I have dysbiosis. I was exposed to toxic mold. I, you know, all of these very real physiological factors or genetic factors. Okay. Well, that is what allowed me to break out of the toxic, dark depression and, And the thing that sucks is when you don't feel well, it sucks when you don't even know why you don't feel well. And it's like, am I just crazy? Is there something wrong with me? Do I just have a shitty outlook on life? When in reality, it's like, 
no, physiologically, there are very real hidden stressors that are preventing you. It's kind of like you're, you see the world through a dark lens and you're like, oh gosh, well, take off the sunglasses. All of a sudden you can see clear. And it's like a big part of it, I think, we have to be able to see ourselves and we have to be able to witness ourselves and we have to introspect. But if you are physiologically suffering from things that are preventing you from being able to actually see yourself, well, we can't even make any progress on the psycho-emotional because, yeah, you do have parasites and toxins and That's all right. this stuff. So it's, it's both, which is, which is why it makes it so hard for clients and patients to know where to begin. I agree with you. And I've, as I've said many times on the show, I mean, part of my journey began you know, because I had horrible digestive issues growing up. And it wasn't until I started studying functional medicine in 2006 uh, and found out I had H. pylori and then started going through the process of treating that and, and really realizing I've got to shape my entire lifestyle around, around this. How do I, one, heal the gut and then two, maintain it because I had definitely gluten sensitivity and, you know, it's just taking that journey. So I'm, I'm very appreciative for sort of the functional medicine community. And mm -hmm. I do think that it can be a great stepping stone, um, diagnostic tool, what have you, depending on what people are, are suffering from. And, and certainly as an impetus to help them venture into all of the uh, mental, physical, emotional components that need to be addressed mm -hmm. uh, along mm -hmm. the way. And on that point, like to be fair, um, when somebody thinks to, to self, hey, I don't like where I'm at with my health or I don't feel good, you know, a lot of people, I need a gym membership. I need a personal trainer. I need diet and exercise. Or if they're more suffering from psycho-emotional, um, you know, people are educated that like, ooh, I'm suffering psycho-emotionally. Maybe I need some kind of neurochemical modulation with a, you know, psychiatric drug. Maybe I need to go talk to a psychologist. But Functional medicine is not as mainstream as fitness and nutrition and even psychology. So that's where I do think, yeah, functional medicine is kind of that, that big piece that has been very missing and is starting to get more mainstream. So that is kind of why it has been, you know, I, functional medicine is my job, but the whole holistic thing is more my purpose, I guess, in a way. Because, uh, yeah, I do think functional medicine has been the, the missing piece this whole time. But we do have to integrate that with the other components that we already kind of know about, but maybe we need more of a holistic model with it, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, look, in my mind, if someone's plagued by symptoms and they just can't figure out what's going on, then I think that's a great way to turn. And, you know, for the purposes of this show, like, you know, it's the smart nutrition made simple. And I just, I want to do everything I can to continue to promote the fact that what we see on a daily basis from the general population is like, look, just move your body more, potentially eat less, mm. um, eat more whole, real, nutrient-dense food, sleep more, stress less, or figure out how to manage your stressors. And honestly, man, I mean, you know as well as I do, for 95% of the population, that in and of itself is going to make a profound difference. And so I, I just want to reiterate that is there's a time and a place obviously for the diagnostic approach. And you and I both have benefited greatly in our careers because of it. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm very grateful. And I think if that, so, you know, just to promote it is saying, it's like if something you're suffering with that conventional medicine can't seem to figure out, but you know, there's something there, 
then go look, you know, search mm-hmm. out and I'll provide information for FDN or for Brandon um, in the show notes below. And it's, it can be an extremely valuable tool. And I have a network of practitioners that I refer out to for my clientele. And so it's absolutely a tool that I use, but I want to take it a little more superficial now. Yeah. Um, and I would love to know, because you're a smart dude, you've, you've been through and part of, you know, what I appreciate about you is you've been through the personal training and the nutrition coaching and working with clients one-on-one in the trenches. And then you've gone more, you know, functional medicine. And so you've got that understanding of of the whole spectrum. And so I'd Mm -hmm. love to know what your thoughts are right now of sort of the state of the the nutrition field. What are you happy with? What just frustrates you or infuriates you? Yeah, certainly, you know, just... uh it's just human nature with uh, sensationalism, bandwagons, um, bias. You know, I, uh, I really don't think there is room for bias or sensationalism in clinical practice or, or health coaching or just the health and fitness spectrum, if you will. Cause you know, I do uh, on some of my lecture slides, I actually have kind of what I call the healthcare spectrum where it's like, all right, you know, on one side you've got, um, like just generic health coaching, if you will. And on the other side of the spectrum, you've got like conventional allopathic medicine. You go see your your medical doctor and there's such a huge gap in between there. And there's so many different methodologies and modalities that might might go in there, whether it's muscle activation technique and neurokinetic therapy or biosig or, um, so, you know, that's where ultimately I think raising awareness, uh, of, the necessity for mindfulness and uh, an awareness of self, you know, we just mm-hmm. are, are, we're egotistical little, you know, microbes on this planet and we just get so distracted and sucked in. And like, we all know, like, for example, you go walking through that grocery store, you know, how many, how many millions, if not billions of dollars go into uh, the psychology of how can we get this person to buy this product? We're going to put it right in the middle of the shelf. Yep. We all know this. We all know that we're being seduced through mainstream media. And I think um, what bothers me the most is the unconscious consumer. You know, the the unconscious consumer that is, uh, you know, just going along with what mainstream media is is feeding you you know it disturbs me when i don't have cable tv but when i'm traveling sometimes i'm in my hotel flipping through the channels and it's like the commercials literally like sugar processed food medication sugar processed food processed food medication oh have you been exposed to uh roundup and glyphosate you may be entitled to compensation if you've been diagnosed with non-hodgkin's lymphoma right like that's what is just being pumped you know, in, in the fear, the, the, uh, it's just, it's, it's people really need to unplug from mainstream. And that's where like with social media, double-edged sword on the one hand, it's connecting us in beautiful ways. And on the other hand, it's another ego trap that we can easily lose ourselves in, but it all comes down to the divine power of choice that we all inherently have. You are in control of your own reality and you have to shape that through your psycho-emotional beliefs through, through the agreements that you make, you know, so it's like, I'd rather have somebody lose, you know, getting sucked into social media rather than mainstream TV commercials. Cause at least with social media, you shape your experience. Like you don't get to control what commercials True. get blasted down your throat, but at least on social media, Hey, follow pages that inspire you, follow pages that motivate you and educate you, uh, rather than just all the silly stuff. So 
Um, I think it just comes down to awareness and don't be an unconscious consumer. You, if you just go along with mainstream media, I, I wrote a post about this recently, you are statistically inclined, you are statistically likely to become overweight, unhappy, lonely, depressed, die early, on a lot of medications until then. That is the current mainstream societal unconscious consumer model. And so it comes down to you can either choose to be a statistic or you can choose to take ownership of your life, take ownership of reality. No, life isn't always fair. We don't yeah. always have the same circumstances, but nobody can ever take away your power of choice of how you choose to shape your reality. Hey guys, real quickly, I want to talk to you about my nutrition company, BSL Nutrition, and our all-in-one training drink called Complete Essentials. This is a comprehensive exercise formula that I personally created after experiencing years of frustration, working with hundreds of individuals and athletes that were not getting the nutrition that they needed before, during, and after their workouts. After using numerous workout powders that were low quality, overpriced, chock full of caffeine and artificial sweeteners, and were flat out useless, I said enough is enough, and figured out how to create a nutritionally dense, comprehensive and high quality product with ingredients that you can feel good about taking and giving to your family. When you use Complete Essentials, you'll no longer need pre, during, and post-workout supplements. You'll save time, money, and energy, and get all of the beneficial nutrients you need in one delicious, easy-to-mix drink. It's just the ingredients that you need to give you great natural energy, improve your recovery, and reduce your muscle soreness with no caffeine or artificial sweeteners. You can learn more about our complete essentials at bslnutritionshop.com and check out the show notes below for a nice little discount on your first purchase as my way of saying thank you for listening. That's it. Let's head back to the show. I think that's a really valuable piece of insight right there that you just shared, especially aligning with people through social media. Like for one, get rid of television and advertisements. That shit is awful. And two is, yeah, I mean, follow people that inspire you, that educate you, that you find value from, and not the people that spin you out and that you get depressed because I don't look like that person or that person and I, I'm not as successful as that person. Those are the people you need to eliminate mm -hmm. from your life. That's right there is huge from a mm -hmm. stress standpoint. And, and then taking it back to the nutritional component in my mind, um, and I'd love to hear your thoughts, but in my mind is say, well, I think we know right now that there's no one right way and there's a lot of different ways that work for a lot of different people for as long as we've existed. And so maybe within the social media component is saying, well, follow people that you find value in, um, that you feel like are offering useful pieces of information that you can tangibly apply to yourself in a, in a realistic way with your own lifestyle. You know, make sure it fits within your lifestyle and it's not a, a massive overhaul to to do so and then see how you fare, right? Mm -hmm. See how it works for you. How do you feel? Is it something that fits or does it not fit? And take what works and, and get rid of, of what doesn't and keep going down that journey for you know, simply talking about sort of this social media existence. Mm -hmm. 
Well, it's like with, obviously, uh, I, I really think in our society, we have a lot of issues with uh, victim mentality and projection of ego and instant gratification, addiction and quick fixes and all that. So, you know, I, um, I don't, I don't want to say I pick on the keto diet, but it's just the keto diet is the hot thing right now. Well, who's, both. Who, who's not doing keto? Who's not doing it? Well, no one's fasting? actually doing keto. Well, yeah, nobody's <laughs> actually doing keto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm drinking heavy whipping cream all day. So that's keto, right? I mean, uh, I do keto during the week, but not on the weekends. Cause you know, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I eat nothing but fat for 36 hours. And then I eat nothing but sugar after that, because my glycogen ran out, and I'm still a carb burner. And, right. and it's like, okay, well, you know, it's one of those, uh, okay, keto, intermittent fasting, carnivore, paleo, whole 30, you know, the one diet that works really well for all humans, real food from the earth, you know, like, and listening to the highly you know, evolved, highly adapted, highly sophisticated metabolic regulatory mechanisms and signals, you know, but people don't want to listen to their body. They want to listen to mainstream media. Oh, you're telling me if I just eat pure fat, you know, and do try this keto diet, I'm going to, you know, I, instant gratification. And it's like, we're overcomplicating it. We're overcomplicating it so much. Uh, let's just get back to being aware of self and mindfulness and eating real food from the earth and nothing but. You know, that's where, like, honestly, uh, when I did find out and discover that I was horribly gluten intolerant, you know, really, it, it made my life a lot better, not just because I was removing a major hidden stressor for me and allowing my gut to start heal. Um, but also, too, it's just like, oh, I literally cannot eat anything with gluten in it. That eliminates a lot of processed shit that I shouldn't be eating anyways. So, yeah, if I had to give somebody the most basic nutrition recommendation, it's like, eat whatever you want. Whenever you want to eat it, just make sure it's real food from the earth. If you want to eat a pack of bacon, eat a pack of bacon. If you want to eat a whole watermelon, eat a whole watermelon. Like, But start there. Start listening to your body. Or I love to have clients start developing that mindfulness through, you know, it's one thing to say, well, listen to your body, but you got to teach them how to do that. So that's where uh, start rating before and after meals. Rate your yeah. hunger, energy, cravings, and mood on scale of zero to 10. 10 being high, zero being low. You know, if uh, the goal is to keep your, your hunger and your cravings low, keep that low and keep your energy and mood high right. and, you know, guide your eating. Oh, I'm intermittent fasting. I'm not allowed to eat until 4 p.m. Shut up. Like if you're hungry, eat. If, you're, if your hunger and cravings are both out of seven or eight, you're starting to get crisis mode. You're going to lose self-discipline and control you know, once you get to those levels. So make a point of mindfully keeping your hunger and energy and your cravings, you know, less than a seven all the time. And if you need to eat to keep it low, then eat regardless right. of what rules and windows and all these overcomplicated strategies that might not even work for you, even if you do follow it to a team. That's it. And then what did you learn from, from that situation that you were in at that time that was working and wasn't working for you? You, you yeah. know, you, you had this for dinner and you realized two hours later you were starving again or blood sugar was low or you had terrible sleep. Okay. Be objective about it. You know, yeah. what did you have? What were the circumstances? What sort of stressors were involved and what are you going to do differently next time? And it's just this yeah. ongoing learning process and brings me right back to using pieces of information along the way to shape your experience, mm -hmm. to ultimately define how you're going to live your life in a way that aligns with your purpose mm -hmm. um, to how you want to feel, to how you want to live, not 
by saying, well, this person's doing keto or intermittent fasting or carnivore, therefore I should be doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's the funny, I love how you just said that because yeah, we, you know, we were kind of talking about nutrition, but that same rationale, that same logic applies to every facet of your life, your, your whole life. (laughs) It's, it's so, oh man, it's so profound. And, and just, you know, so you guys understand listening. I mean, this is stuff that I'm, and I'm sure you are Brandon as well, but experiencing on a daily and weekly basis as well as we don't have it all figured out. I mean, you know, I still play around with a lot of different things and, and it comes back to like fitness. And I know that personally, like, and I have to keep learning this hard lesson is if I crush myself in the gym on Monday from a hard nervous system training workout, I'm done for like the next two or three days. And mm-hmm. I just can't train effectively. It affects my sleep. Therefore, I know for me at my time in my life, I have to be much more modest with the workouts mm-hmm. that I'm doing kind of earlier on in the week and then progress them to later on in the week in terms of when I'm actually really stimulating my nervous system. And then the same thing from a nutritional standpoint is I play around with, with pieces of intermittent fasting, but I know if I go for too long, I suppress my immune system. Mm-hmm. And it starts to fire me up. Um, and it's, it's just too much of a stressor for my body. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know for me, that's the case. I don't know whether that works for you or not. So you've got to experience, you know, experiment with these things. Absolutely. There, yeah, there is no rule. And that's where certainly there's a lot of great um, strategies and stuff that we you know, can employ. And so it, it's kind of that balancing act of like, you have to find what works for you but also like don't waste your own time or energy trying to recreate the wheel or mm-hmm. figure out stuff that countless people have already done a lot of experimentation and learning from. So obviously that's where, you know, the professionals and the leaders and the experts, yeah, like what can you learn from them? But at the end of the day, you know, you might be applying whatever kind of strategy, but then you've got to tailor it towards your own unique needs. Nobody, yeah. nobody can tell you what you need to do per se. You, yeah. You've got that's it. Bit. No, that's, I mean, that's, that makes so much sense. And it's like, look, you know, consume a certain amount of protein. Like we have endless amounts of research to say we need a certain amount of protein. We should be doing, you know, kind of, we have an idea about how much volume of training we should be right. doing. We have an idea of how much carbohydrate someone can be consuming realistically. We know we need to manage our calories, right? We know mm-hmm. we need to be physically active, but not too physically active relative to our caloric intake and so on and so forth. I don't want to, um, you know, spin you up too much, but did you see the Game Changers movie? Yeah, I haven't watched it, but I'm, I'm hearing all the buzz and well, you know, you didn't, you didn't those, miss anything. those DMs. Yeah. I've heard it was a very uh, well-made film. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard the gist of it and I'm just not even going to bother wasting my yeah. time to watch it. You, you know, shouldn't. yeah, there's no point. It's, that's mainstream sensationalism and bad science with 100%. good videography. So it's a, just a heavily financially produced yeah. biased, you know, movie that has a whole bunch of ulterior motives behind it. Yeah. Um, and it's so disappointing, you know, to your point about sensationalism and, and, and industry is, it's just, it's really disappointing that we're yeah. at that point And it's that, it's swaying so many people so significantly. I can't tell you how many, you know, people have reached out to me 
saying they're making this switch over to plant-based nutrition because of you know what they quote unquote learned in the movie, which again, it's bad science. And in my mind, if you want to be plant-based for moral or ethical reasons, or even for health reasons, like you're of the opinion that it's going to help you improve your health, fine. That's totally fine. But you know, you've got to do your own homework and not rely on just one piece of Mm -hmm. uh, one documentary to tell you how to live your life. Yeah, it really just blows my mind. And, you know, I think people that quote unquote fall for that, I think they really need to look at themselves in the mirror and challenge their critical thinking skills. Because I don't think we should be getting uh, nutritional advice from like a mainstream, you know, movie or something. It's just, it's just not. And if we just apply like basic, basic human critical thinking, it's like, okay, well, you know, you've got this film or documentary or group that's going to, you know, program you to think that keto is the end all be all and intermittent fasting and carnivore and then vegan. And it's like, these are such extreme contrasts. And like, can't we just apply the critical thinking of like, wow, well, this person says eat nothing but plants. This person says eat nothing but meats. Usually the truth is somewhere in the middle, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So like, let's not fall for just stupid, silly stuff. (laughs) Yeah. It drives me crazy, man. But So it goes. Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up here. I, I'm curious. I would like to know one or two of the kind of tough, valuable lessons that you've learned over your career to this point that have sort of shaped you into the practitioner, clinician that, that you are today or taken you through that journey. Something I feel extremely strongly about is the discipline and practice of unconditional love. And mm-hmm. You know, the biggest thing that I see, because, and, and I've lived it, I'm, I'm not a hypocrite, like everything I say and teach and whatever, it's, it's through my own experience, my own journey, and uh, my own kind of uh, humilifying journey, if you will, uh, in that, you know, unconditional love, and not to go into a super woo-woo spiritual rant on it, but unconditional love for self and world and others, it's the only way. You know, it is our natural vibrational state, you know. Uh, it is our natural energetic state that we were really born into. And then we get stripped away, we get domesticated and uh, kind of programmed. And then we get spit out into the real world and we don't know who we are. We don't know what's going on. Um, and so unconditional love for, for self and others really is the only way to fuel the process. Because, yeah, when I was 18, 19, you know, I'm, uh, you know, earning my personal trainer certification, working at GNC, slinging shitty supplements. Um, and I, I whipped myself in the gym every day. My whole fitness, you know, obsession was really fueled out of a sense of inadequacy, mm-hmm. a sense of unworthiness. I didn't like myself. I didn't feel good enough, you know, and really that whole process of my first bodybuilding show, I've done five bodybuilding shows in the past eight years. And the first one was completely fueled out of self-hatred, self-loathing. And it's just like, Let's just think about this for a second. If we're trying to accomplish a better quality of life, does it make sense to fuel that journey with self-hatred? That just doesn't make sense. And it doesn't work. Believe me, I I tried really, really hard. And so it really was that paradigm shift of, no, you have to have the unconditional self-love. And that doesn't mean uh, egotistically justifying your indulgences. You know, oh, well, I'm going to eat this entire apple pie right now because I love myself that much. No, we, we really have to do with every decision we make on a day-to-day basis, will this decision nourish my mind, body, or soul? 
-hmm. And it might, it might nourish your mind, but not your body or soul. It might nourish your soul, but not your mind and body. So you have to be an adult and you have to take ownership of your reality and make that adult decision and love yourself no matter what that decision. You got to live with it. You got to start taking some self-ownership. And in a world where, you know, a lot of victim mentality, we don't want to face our inner demons. There's nothing harder than mm -hmm. staring yourself in the mirror and working through your own shit. So one of my rules of life is own your shit. You know, don't project it on others or point the finger. If you're unhappy or not fully content, the only person that you can really point the finger at is, is yourself. And you got to start looking inwards. And that can be really hard, yeah. really hard. But the sooner you start facing yourself and owning your shit and, you know, learning how to practice unconditional love for self and others, you know, the day that everything changes is the day you start believing in your own power and stepping into your own power. So it really all starts with the self, you know, and that's where I love talking about all the things, bugs and nutrition and, you know, exercise, but all starts right there. And it does. And we all have the power to heal ourselves, to yes. manifest whatever we want with the, uh, with, when we put in the work. Totally. Totally. Um, all right. I think that's a, a good place to wrap things up. Brandon, you are the man. Uh, you are the holistic savage. So <laughs> what, listen, dude, how do people find out more about you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're on all the things. So at the holistic savage on Instagram, we also have our metabolic solutions, Instagram, Facebook. We have a private Facebook group that actually I'm in the process of just inviting the world into. So if you search holistic savage, you'll, you know, you can try to join our Facebook group. We'll accept you in. We're just building our community of, of self healers. Right. We've got the podcast. So um, not very hard to find. We're kind cool. of all over the internet. Yeah. <laughs> and of course we've got all of the relevant links in the show notes below this episode. Um, Brendan, I, I really appreciate it, man. Uh, thank you so much for your time and energy and, and wisdom and knowledge and passion. Yeah. Uh, people are just very fortunate to uh, be able to learn and listen from you. Hey, I, I truly appreciate the opportunity. I'm really honored and privileged and, you know, right back at you. Cause it's like, I, I love this where, you know, we get those like-minded professionals. They're just trying to share our light and love and in hopes of illuminating what can be kind of a dark, scary world sometimes. So uh, I really appreciate you and your efforts and, you know, very glad we got connected because I think we're kind of riding that same frequency and together we can really make a difference and reach people. So I appreciate you. Absolutely. Well, you take care, brother, and we'll talk oh, again man. soon. Hey, sounds good. Have a good one. You too. Did you love this episode of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple show? Then head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a positive rating and review. And more importantly, share this with other men that you know are dedicated to leveling up in every area of their life by learning how to live healthier, more energetic, and productive lives so that they can optimize their health for their family and future. Thank you for listening. And if you want to find out more about how you can work directly with Ben, then just head on over to www.bslnutrition.com forward slash level up.